Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It is day 33 and uh, just thanks to everyone that's been listening and joining in. We're over like 700 listens now. It's quite nice, isn't it? Um, but it's not all about numbers. It's about having the right people listening. And I know that you're the right people listening because you've been messaging me and I love it. Um, so thank you. It's Saturday. And let's see what's going on on the Village Facebook page of a weekend. Um, because I think there's some more pussy news. In fact, I know there is some because um, I caught a glimpse this morning. Let me find it. Now, a few days ago, you may remember that somebody said a cat had thrown itself at their car, like ran directly into the car. Um, and everyone was quite upset naturally about it and wanted to make sure it was okay. And there was a post to say, oh my God, I don't know if I can find it, saying that the cat has come home from the vets. Um, he, oh, here we go. He's back home safe and sound despite a fractured jaw and skull. I mean, this is the hardest cat in the neighbourhood. And there's a picture of him and he's absolutely gorgeous. And I just think that cat is double hard um, and has probably earned an extra life. So I thought for those of you that, you know, care about your cats, you would want to know that. So the missing one has come home and the, uh, the, the one that, you know, threw one of its lives, uh, a motorist, is back home and is safe and well. So that's happy news, isn't it? What else is going on? Oh yeah, bin day, bloody hell, bin day. Um, I had a message via Twitter actually from someone saying, don't worry if you haven't got your bin day postcard because you can check online. I didn't know that and I couldn't be asked because, <laughs> you know, there are some people that um, will put a question on Facebook like, can you tell me if the local road is busy? Like, Because they cannot be asked to leave their house until somebody online fulfills them with the information that they wish to have. Well, <laughs> I knew that eventually something would come up about when is the bin day? And there's been a whole trail about that with people in various streets going, well, it's the same day, but the bin uh, rotation has changed. So one week we have black bin, the next week we get green bin. So everything gets collected every two weeks. Green bin only if you pay though, you've got to pay to get that shit taken away. Um, so there's all sorts of variations. And if you're into bins, I mean, it's quite fascinating. Uh, but if you're not into bins, it's completely fucking boring. Um, but I thought, again, you'd be pleased to know that people are fulfilling their duty to each other as neighbours by saying, well, this is where my bin day is. How about yours? Uh, I don't think there's anything else on here that you want to know. No, something about horses and uh, something about um, going into the barbers for a trim. Yeah, there you go. We've got two barbers and two hairdressers, I think. In the, I mean, we're spoilt for choice. There's lots of things we don't have here. But if you want to get your beard trimmed or you want to get your hair permed, you are uh, in the right place. So let's get on to Reasons to be Cheerful Part 1 today, which you can buy on Amazon or don't buy it. Stay here, listen for free, hear me read it to you. Why buy a book when you've got to go to all the bloody effort of reading it, when you could have somebody read it aloud to you 
while you're in the bath or the shower or cooking. Hello, Lindsay. I know you've been cooking along to my dulcet tones. So this piece is called With the Ill Behaviour. We returned from a half-term break, refreshed, revitalised, and having almost achieved a tech-free holiday. Yeah, you could tell this is when my kids were small, but wondering about something. Why is it that our darling angels pick being on holiday with other people as the best time to try out their worst behaviour? Hmm, so we must have gone on holiday with friends, which I think we've only ever been camping with friends, so God knows, let's find out what happened. In the past few shared holidays that we've had, there have been inordinate amounts of tantrums, mm -hmm, shouting, and point-blank refusals to do as they're told. Nothing more serious than that, but a very tiring state of affairs and just a little bit embarrassing. There are plenty of explanations. They are excited, they are with their friends. They are free from the stricture of routine imposed by school and preschool. And the set way that we do, <laughs> the set way that we do things at home. Oh my God, I thought we were so in control. Uh, it always surprises us when we get back how much calmer they seem. But if you factor in the point that mum and dad are not nearly as interesting as their friends, and their normal routine does not involve going to the beach every day and getting to stay up late, then it does make sense. Equipped with such knowledge, we now know to brace ourselves and to try and relax a bit so that they don't feel for the entire holiday their surnames have been changed to no or stop it. Mm. I mean, this could have been, we used to go to um, a farm in Devon. We loved the farm and we'd quite often go with my sister-in-law and a couple of the cousins. Maybe it was that. Then, a few days ago, a friend was telling me that during the wee small hours of a particularly lively dinner party she was holding, her 19-year-old daughter got out of bed and stood at the top of the stairs to tell her off for making too much noise. Tables turned, here was the parent being the naughty one, and classically she responded with a, no, I will not. It was payback time. It made me think about what happens when I get together with my friends. Some of this is documented, and you'll get to hear that throughout the podcast. But I will also take this opportunity in the spirit of reminding myself, oh my God, that it isn't just the children who muck around to confess to participating in the following. Well, if you ever wanted the opportunity to judge somebody for their teenage behaviour, here you go. Number one, a reenaction of a spaghetti western <laughs> using tin spaghetti as our weapon of choice out of the tin. We didn't throw tins of spaghetti at each other, although perhaps it would have been less messy than throwing spaghetti out of a tin. This is awful. Um, I've put out of the tin, of course, we weren't animals. Well, we flipping were animals because what sort of child takes spaghetti out of a tin to throw it? Terrible. Making phone calls on behalf of the fictitious friendly society, which involved calling people to wish them a happy new year. Whilst our calls were unexpected, we did get a lot of bewildered people saying, oh, thank you, we woke people up. <sighs> right, so it's more than 30 years ago. So I say that this more than 30 years ago did ring people in the night and say, hello, uh, I'm calling on behalf of the Friendly Society and we're just checking in to wish you a happy new year. <laughs> uh, having a fruit and veg fight in a classroom, yep remember that well. Uh, I think it was in maths and it was this great big room um, that could be separated into two rooms so it had this partition that was like a concertina <laughs> and if there were two classes going on at the same time 
people would lean back on their chairs, the ones that were closest to this partition, and push into people on the other side. And you just get this pushing and shoving. And poor Mr. Anson, we had this beautiful maths teacher. I mean, you know, there's always a teacher that everybody loves, Mr. Anson. He was the just kindest, nicest, loveliest man. And we used to call him Papa Smurf because he had a little white beard. Love Mr. Anson. <laughs> he used to put up with a lot. Um, calling out to strangers from a moving car uh, and asking them in an anguished voice, when are you coming home? We used to do that. So my friend would be driving her pea green Corsa and we'd put the window down if we saw a couple walking along. Get, Richard, Richard, when are you coming home? I mean, how unfunny, but how funny did we think we were? Stuffing a car, including the glove compartment full of leaves. And I don't think Angela has ever forgiven us for that. But um, yes, she had left her car unlocked. <laughs> Me and my friend filled the entire car with leaves. And I don't, if I remember this correctly, I don't think she knew that we had also done the glove compartment. So when she came to open that later, she found out that we had paid a great deal of attention Whining, uh, whining a DJ for switching the music off. I mean, come on, everybody's done that, yeah? No. Um, I have also witnessed people eating the... All right, so here we go. It's not just about me putting myself in the shit. Um, I've also witnessed people eating the entire contents of sugar bowls. So this is... Well, it's not my place to say who they are, but there is a group of people where if they got drunk enough, it became a sport to consume a lot of one item and if you've been drinking eating a sugar bowl full of sh is not not a good plan because I'm sure that tons of sugar on top of alcohol is a bad bad combination. Uh, 30 olives in one go or oh, massively overspiced curries sometimes by choice other times spiked. I did see a man cry in a curry house once because it was <laughs> it was so hot he ran off to the toilet to drink water and then we bought him a pint of milk because we weren't entirely awful people. I didn't spike the curry, by the way. Um, and pots of mustard for fun. It's one thing to muck about, but I draw the line inflicting pain on my intestines. I'll leave that to the cast iron stomachs of my male friends. Well, you can tell it's cool. You know, it's blokes, isn't it? Let's see how much of this one spicy ingredient we can eat. <laughs> I think there was a trend for spoonfuls of cinnamon powder as well don't do that I don't advocate doing anything that I've just discussed in this podcast it is stupid childish silly don't do these things um all of this is silly childish behavior fueled by being with friends and often one too many shandies replace the shandies with industrial amounts of ice cream and orange juice and you have the perfect small person storm so there it is right oh this was my point it's not just the children the desire to muck about is in all of us. It's just that for the most part, our children are spared the embarrassment of our misbehaviour. Next holiday, I'll cut them a bit more slack. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, that need to play, um, that quest for creativity. I'm loving doing this because it is being creative every day um, and it prevents me from getting myself in mischief in other ways. The children are, of course, embarrassed. Um, I have put some reels on Instagram um, which is especially embarrassing. So please go and check them out if you if you want to see um, those. I'm at Tony underscore J underscore Kent or on Facebook at Tony J Kent. Um, so I hope this weekend you get the opportunity 
to have a little bit of fun, maybe get up to a bit of silly mischief that doesn't get you into trouble and doesn't upset other people. Um, I hope you get to indulge your inner child and I hope that your children behave themselves. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and I will be back tomorrow.